Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Here's our first segment on the world famous Chicken Check Fire Radio Project. And for our first segment here on today's program, we're going to go to our good friend Richard Kurtz. He's going to join us here in just a few moments. And, uh, of course, it is the new year, and uh, the new year would not be complete without uh, our fantastic, fantastic uh, good friend, political scientist, author, everything, media specialist, Richard Kurtz with us today. Uh, he's here to introduce and add a tad of reality to the tide of rhetoric about this latest news feed that really isn't actually new news because as of January 1, Governor Jerry Brown's legislation made the golden state of California a sanctuary state. Like so much other rhetoric, it sounds nice. It makes the case for a safer and more productive place for all the world to live and to work and to play. These are stacks of statistics, a plethora of platitudes and nonsensical name-calling in politics of plenty. But what is the reality? With us today, our good friend Richard Kurtz. How are you, sir? I am well. Happy New Year. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and happy 40 degrees. You're only a few degrees colder than central Florida. Wow. Look at that. Yes. Yes, Mother, Mother Nature is, uh, is, is, is taking out her winter wrath on, uh, on the whole East Coast, mm. as, as you might know from the people who cannot seem to call in because they don't have telephones. Yes. Yes. Everybody, everybody snowed in. We're, 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 we're having a snow day here today. For, 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 for yes, whatever yes, that means. They were great when we were kids in school, but they become a little bit tedious and we have work to do. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, now, what does the term sanctuary state or city actually mean to the context of today's topic, my friend? Well, the most critical part of it is besides the PR term, which tends to be inviting of people who are not legally supposed to be there. Uh, the idea is, is that uh, local enforcement, or state enforcement in this case, will not cooperate with federal enforcement in terms of disrupting your presence, your illegal presence, okay. in that municipality or state. Uh, basically, uh, uh, state and local agencies and law enforcement agencies are now directed not to cooperate with federal agencies in terms of uh, locating criminals who will also happen to be illegals. Wow. <laughs> it is it is an interesting situation. We've got Richard Kurtz's today. He joins us live. Strategies PR. Richard Kurtz is political scientist, writer, PR strategist, carpenter. He's an unapologetic New Yorker, transplanted his drive from the New York tundra to San Diego sunshine over three decades ago, and he's with us today here on our broadcast. And the topic today, rhetoric versus reality, the sanctimonious sanctuary, and what is the effect according to pro-sanctuary supporters? 
Well, the people who are pro-sanctuary, who are primarily Democrats or liberals, want to believe that everybody who crosses the border into this country has nothing but good intentions and just wants a better life for themselves and or their families. And by and large, on the majority, that is probably the case. Um, uh, Faith in mankind versus reality in mankind. Um, You want to say, hey, you know, you're coming over here because it's better here than in Mexico or Guatemala or uh, Romania or wherever you manage to get here from and the system hasn't allowed you to do it legally and you're trying to better your family by getting here. Yes. And because of that, we want to encourage you to participate in the locality but not being afraid to pick up the phone and be a participant if you see something, say something, that whole thing, even though you're illegal. This way you can do that without fear of being deported. Um, that The quiet side of that is, is we want to figure out every which way but loose to get you to become uh, voters for our party because we enabled you to be here, uh, and which gives us more, more p- political power and more tax money to spend, and that's the quiet reality involved in it. Um, and that's what the supporters want you to believe. We've got the fabulous Richard Kurtz with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, the topic today is an interesting one. Rhetoric versus reality. Sanctimonious sanctuary is the uh, topic today with our good friend, media specialist, political scientist, and author Richard Kurtz. And, of course, Richard's background includes securities, finance, construction, and elected office. Currently, Rich works as a media relations specialist, bringing experts to media around the country. And, um... What is the reality for California taxpayers, my friend? Well, because you have more people, even if more of them, even if the majority of them are good, you have more crime. You have more draw on public services. You have an invitation by virtue of the name, and I'll get back to that in a minute. You have an invitation out there for criminal conduct. And you have, obviously, more taxpayer expense. The invitation comes because of the misunderstanding or the excessive PR that's applied on the term sanctuary. A sanctuary implies an invitation, implies safety, and anybody who comes here with good intentions likes the idea of safety, but people who come here with bad intentions love the idea of safety Um, because they can get away with that much more because there is more interference with law enforcement that wasn't there before. Um, So the reality is, is you have taxpayers taking on more and more of a burden and having more and more of a risk in exchange for their own political ignorance and... um, and the uh, and the PR boys who are supporting sanctuary cities. Heck of a deal. We've got Richard Kurtz with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, you can get more information at LaHoyaWritersConference.com. 
And uh, rhetoric versus reality is the topic today. Sanctimonious Sanctuary with our good friend and uh, regular Richard Kurtz. He, uh, he joins us live. Richard's independent perspective on America crosses party lines and is anchored in common sense of the Constitution. He resides in the San Diego sunshine with his high school sweetheart, his relentless dog, and has too many books in progress. His commentary is found in columns, national magazines, and on radio across the country. And uh, if you miss any of Richard's commentaries throughout the years or you want to hear them again, go to our website, cheekycheckwire.com, and get more information. Today's topic, of course, rhetoric versus reality. Sanctimonious sanctuary. And uh, what is the reality for law enforcement? Well, um, the biggest problem is, the most immediate problem, is that when you have the way it is supposed to happen according to the law, is if a local law enforcement agency, a sheriff's department, a police department, um, has a party who's arrested and goes through the system, and turns out to be an illegal alien and has or has illegal immigration status whatever you want to label it yeah but they happen to be uh have committed some sort of a crime various levels of crime we're not talking jaywalking here we're talking <laughs> from assault to rape to you know uh, serious crime yeah at that yeah. point in time they're supposed to notify ice um uh, that, hey, we have this guy, uh, if you want to know. And when ICE comes back to them and says, oh, by the way, yes, when you're done with him, we want him. And ICE would go to that law enforcement facility, the jail, pick him up, and then proceed with federal proceedings. Well, this enables them to deal with this person unarmed in a controlled law enforcement environment. The effect of this is, is they just drop these guys out on the street and ICE has to go find them and find them on their turf when they may or may not be armed, when it takes more time and more personnel to begin to find them and then round them up and it becomes more dangerous for legitimate law enforcement to operate. Um, Again, we've increased the expense, we've increased the danger to the public, we've increased the insult to illegal immigrants who want to live here in a in a in a productive way who came here for the good reasons we've created more problems for them because everybody who's out there is going to get caught in the net when they start looking for the big fish and it is uh, it's hazardous it's more expensive and requires more personnel no matter how you do it no matter how you address it, unless ICE, <coughs> that's immigration and uh, customs enforcement, unless they back off and they say, oh, no, we're not going to do our job, either. unless they throw their hands up and, and quit, it's going to be more expensive and more dangerous for everybody. It is Richard Kerr, Strategies PR. He joins us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, Now, w- what are the federal agencies doing here? Well, the, uh, the acting director of ICE turned around and said, point blank, that uh, if, uh, if Governor Brown won't protect the citizens of California, we will, because it's our job to protect all the citizens in the United States, and we're going to add more personnel, 
and we're going to just get the job done. If it's more dangerous and it's more expensive and it takes more people and there's more of a mess, well, we're going to deal with that, but we're going to do our job, which is a pleasant change in the government from the last administration saying we're going to do our job to protect American citizens first. Uh, And look, I'm not talking about the guy who's here being an illegal gardener or people who are housekeepers or people who have come here as uh, uh, who were brought here as children and have grown up in the system and they are working Um, I'm not talking about those people that's a different civil issue but I'm talking about the criminals the guys like like that clown that shot Kate Steinle like the one they released that shot someone here, the people who released that shoot or rape someone there, the people who are multiple violent criminal offenders. Um, these people need to be addressed. They are a problem. They are a hazard. They are statistically a smaller number of people creating a statistically higher amount of cost and danger. It puts us all at risk. It makes everybody having to live in a more of an armed camp. We've got Richard Curse of Strategies PR joining us today here on a broadcast 14 minutes after the hour. And uh, finally, what can concerned taxpayers actually do here, Rich? Well, I want to take a step back a minute because there's something else these federal agencies are doing. And they're doing it quietly. They're looking for the legal hold, which always takes longer, to grab these people who are not doing their jobs. Were it me, I would have cuffs on the entire city council in San Francisco. I would have everybody who interferes with the operation of federal law arrested federally and prosecuted. That would be a massive, embarrassing mess, but it would be what is part of what is necessary to drain the swamp. Um, and I believe that they are looking into the best ways to to create legal actions from the Justice Department, we see this wheel slowly grinding. And God bless them if if this administration stays in place for uh, the full term plus the next term, there will be time to get it all done. But that's what federal agencies are probably quietly doing. You know, I don't know this for a fact, but I like to think so. Your question of what do concerned taxpayers actually do? you got to vote better, folks. Um, you can't be a single-issue voter. If you're voting, for example, against a person who is in a party that generally does not support your single issue, but they support all the other things that enable you to argue about your single issue, you better vote for that guy because he's enabling you to continue your position, and the other guy is closing you down. I, I, I know that sounds circuitous, but as an example, okay, if you want to make an argument for um, less uh, prejudicial conduct against gays or against blacks in a given community or against this or against that, any group out there, if you want to be able to continue making that argument, then the team that says, 
no, you can't talk about this, you can't talk about that, could easily turn around and say, no, you can't talk about your issue either, now that we're in power. Because whatever the government can give, they can take away. So you never want to give the power to disrupt the Constitution to either party. And I'm sorry, but the Democrats and the liberals are mocking the Constitution while at the same time saying, oh, well, you know, Trump is violating the Constitution. Well, you know, I don't think these people have read the document. <laughs> but worse than that, they're convincing other people with misinformation. And that's dangerous. So, number one, vote better. Number two, learn the reality, not the rhetoric. Learn the difference between the substance and the form. As an example, when I hear the name of a country that starts out with, <coughs> excuse me, the People's Democratic Republic of, <laughs> I know it is neither held by the people, nor democratic, nor republic. It's a crock of baloney. It's a dictatorship with a fancy name. In case you missed that, there's the People's Democratic Republic of Vietnam, there's the People's Democratic Republic of China. Need I go on? <laughs> These are not Democratic Republics. <laughs> well, uh, they have a great name. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so after <laughs> you learn the difference between that and reality, you got to file complaints. You got to rain complaints on your legislatures, even if they're from different parties. You got to file complaints with every agency that should be doing something for you that isn't. You've got to gather together with your neighbors and learn the issues. Yes. And perhaps, perhaps start filing some class action lawsuits against agencies that are not doing their job, the first of which is to protect you. Well, Rich, that's that's where we'll that's where we'll leave it for the week and uh, check out uh, strategiespr.com also the Hoyer Writers Conference and uh, thank you my friend we'll talk to you next week you have a great week and a happy new year definitely thank you Rich we'll talk to you soon there goes Rich Gerds the big star we're going to take a time out and come back Todd Feed will join us Harvey Neiman will join us at the bottom of the hour. We've got more. It's the third. It's Friday edition. Sorry, Friday edition of the big broadcast. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 